Welcome, friends, to the third podcast of That Doesn't Happen by Accident. My name's Chad Smith. This is Jeff Schaus. Hello. And we are joined here today by Tyler, the intern. He's sitting in. Hello. Um, and uh, we're really excited to be here uh, with you this week. We missed a recording the other week. Jeff had to go to the beach oh. and do some uh, fun in the sun uh, while he was down there. And uh, so now here we're back. We're back. And uh, just want to read our little intro here. Uh, that Doesn't Happen by Accident, a podcast exploring the truths about biblical creation while exposing the lies behind Darwinian evolution. Mm what your children are actually taught in school, public school. So uh, we want to make sure that you guys know the truth, know what's going on, know what's happening. Uh, and we want you to know from a biblical perspective, from what God's Word says about creation and and about the way things were, um, how things were set into place, right. set into being. So uh, we've got a cool show here for you today. Right. Uh, we're exploring uh, the second half of our um, podcast about the ear, which is the one we released last time. Right. Uh, we covered some really cool things, some terms that I can't even hardly remember what they are, but you have to go back and listen to it. It's really awesome. Tell me one of those terms, Jeff. Oh, well, let's see. There's uh, irreducible complexity. Yes, I love that one. That's really good. You definitely need to look that up. And there's What's the another one? vestibular auditory nerve. That! That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. The, those things right there, yeah, they're really cool. So I'm not the scientific mind here. Uh, that would be Mr. Uh, Shals. Um, and so we're going to start today <clears throat> uh, reading some scripture uh, and taking a look at um, the balance aspect of the ear. Um, as many of you know, uh, the ear is one of the components that helps you maintain balance. Or equilibrium is a good word. Yes, equilibrium. Another one of those big words. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we're going to experience that today um, and go through some different things. And uh, we're going to start off in Psalms uh, 104.24. And this is out of the Amplified Bible. Oh, Lord, how many and varied are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your riches and your creatures. Psalms 104.31 May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice and be glad in his works. Exodus 20.8-11 Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath, a day to rest, dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or a temporary residence uh, who stays within the city gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day. That's why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. He set it apart for his purposes. Hmm. Very good. So he made it in six days. Okay. So in Luke chapter 6, this is a discussion about the Sabbath. Verse 1 says, One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples broke off heads of grain, rubbed off the husks in their hands, and ate the grain. 
But some Pharisees said, Why are you breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus replied, Haven't you read in the Scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests can eat. He also gave some to his companions. And Jesus added, The Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. The him there is Jesus himself. Right. In John 1, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. Mm. Then we have, of course, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Right. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, Chad, Tyler, we either believe this or... We don't. As Christians, we stand on the Bible. Right. And we either believe the Bible or we don't believe the Bible. And it's important that we understand the distinction between belief in the Bible and not. Right. And as you've talked about in the past, evolution isn't biblical. Nope. God didn't say he did everything in millions or billions of years. He says he did it in six days. days. And when he said days, Jeff... Uh, does that mean one day could be as a thousand years or one day could be as a million years? Right. Well, no. Uh, one day is a day. And as in the book of Genesis, when it goes through, as we read on the first show, when it goes through each individual day, when Moses was inspired to write right. this, he says, and it was evening and it was morning, the first day, the second day, the third day. So he said evening and morning to make sure we understand. When you put those kind of... Um, Qualifiers. Thank you. Qualifiers on a day. Well, it's going to be nothing but a day. Right. And it can't be millions of years. But Exodus chapter 20, you read at verse 11, makes it clear. In six days, God made the heavens, earth, the seas, and all that in them is. Right. So are we going to call God a liar? Well, some people will say it's just up to our interpretation. Like everybody interprets the Bible a different way. Right. Well, <laughs> I understand that. And on verses that... Um, may somewhat be like in Revelation. Okay. Uh, the, the language there is very like this. Mm. You know, Chad looks like a great athlete. Right, right. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Thank <up> interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's historical narrative, okay. the Bible's written in historical narrative. So this Genesis, this part in Genesis, it's not poetical narrative, right? No. no it's not poetry. It's not allegory. Right. It is historical, historical narrative. Mm -hmm. And so check it out. If we believe as Christians that Jesus was in the tomb for how many days? Three. And if we believe as Christians that Lazarus was in the tomb for how many days? Four. And if we believe that they marched around Jericho for how many days? Seven. Seven. So why don't we believe that he created everything in six days? I don't understand that. <laughs> because we get taught in school something different. Right. Right? How many, how many years did they say in school? Four billion. Four billion years. Right. Mm. Yeah, I asked Tyler that question. You know, how old do you think the earth is? It's a great question really to start a conversation with Christians 
and not challenging them, but helping them to understand where they might have been duped. Yeah. All right. And I, I, I kind of told you this. I read Hans Christian Andersen. Right. All right. And the story is the emperor's new clothes. Clothes. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in this story, um, the emperor is told that he's wearing these garments of fine silk, the Beautiful. finest golden yeah. silk that's ever been made by thieves, people who are stealing from him. It's right. very interesting to parallel right. in today's world. Right. And at the end of the story, the emperor's new clothes, there's a little child who speaks up when everybody else won't. Because it's obvious to a little child right. that he's naked. And so <laughs> it's just the truth. It's the truth. And and there's a difference between what we believe and what's fact right. or real. And I, I'm honest enough with my evolutionary friends to tell them, look, I love you, man, but this is what I believe. Right. And I believe this because it's written in the Bible. Right. I respect them when they tell me they believe that the earth is 4.6 billion years old. Right. Like Tyler was taught in high school. But when they tell me that they know it is, well, right. no, they don't know yeah. that. No, no. No. They interpret the evidence that we see in such in an evolutionary light. Right. But evolution right now is coming down. We're going to talk about that on another show. Yes. We're going to talk about the lies behind evolution, the deception behind it, uh, the truth, what evolution really is. Right. There's six different components to it. We sort of talked about that on the first show. And why it's important to understand what we mean by evolution. Right. It's kind of like, what do you mean if I was to say, I love racing? Well, what kind of racing do you like? Right. Horse racing? You know, NASCAR. NASCAR, IndyCar. Uh, Bunny Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we get to defining what evolution is and what it teaches, it's important for us as Christians to understand when we believe in Darwinian evolution, here it comes, we call God a liar. Mm. That's a serious, serious offense. Yeah. You know, because he takes his Bible seriously. As Christians, when we proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness, yeah. it's important to understand that we proclaim what's right, what's right. there. So it's, it's, it's an important issue because if you don't get it right in the beginning, right, then the rest of the Bible is up for your interpretation. And right. I'm sorry, it just isn't that way. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do now is define some terms, balance and gravity. And why don't you go ahead and start off with the right. definition of balance, Chad. Here we go. Balance. 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 Okay. Balance. Physical equilibrium. Um, so let's say you're on a sailboat and the waves were coming. Uh, you might have trouble keeping your balance, right? Because uh, uh, it would constantly be changing. Um, a boxer, right, when he's in the ring and he might be getting hit by a left cross, might, <laughs> might lose his balance. Uh, the ability to retain one's balance, such as a gymnast, uh, would need a good sense of balance when they're on the balance beam. Um, the second part of it, stability. And this is produced by even distri distribution of weight on each side of the vertical axis. Mm -hmm. Just going to explain that what that means in just a minute here. Um, but when there are two sides of the scale and those things are even, they're in balance. Right. So last night we watched American Ninja Warrior. Oh, nice. Okay, real, I, I, I love that. Those. So those guys are such good athletes. God. And there's this one, I can't remember what they call it now, but it's like a, a backwards ladder they have to go on and uh. grab. 
both sides equally. If they grab one side more than the other, it gets out of balance. Yeah. Spins. Maybe it's called a spinning ladder, and they fall into the water. Oh. And many of them did last <laughs> night. Um, so um, that definition that you read is out of Merriam-Webster's Dictionary Online. And so balance and equilibrium are kind of synonymous. Okay. Gravity is the force that uh-huh. is on all of us and on the entire Earth right. that we need to maintain proper right. balance. And as it's defined by Encyclopedia Britannica online, it's also called gravitation or mechanics, the universal force of attraction between all matter. On Earth, bodies have weight. Now, Tyler, how much do you weigh? 130 pounds. 130 pounds, right? Must be nice. Yep. He hasn't gotten into spaghetti and ice cream much yet <laughs> as an old man like me. Um, but uh, gravity is measured by the acceleration that it gives to freely falling objects. Mm. On Earth, on its surface, the acceleration of gravity is 9.8 meters per second squared. Okay. What that basically means is for every second that an object is in free fall, Okay its speed increases about 9.8 meters per second. So when I jumped out of an airplane back when I was a younger man, and I was free-falling down for 40-something seconds, right? We continued to pick up speed and pick up speed until, if if I'm not mistaken, we were going 146 miles an hour as we were falling. That's wild. It was crazy. And what's interesting is, and I've heard some scientific explanation of this, I'm not prepared to talk about it right now, but I'm going to talk anyway about it, that certain objects... Once they, you fall to a certain speed, you reach that speed, you can't go any faster. You can't go any faster. That's a right. A ball that weighs 20 pounds and me that weighs, I'm not going to tell you how much, that none of your business is how much I weigh, 100 and none of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, after a certain time, we fall at the same speed. Right. That's interesting. It is. Um, but it's all subjected to the force of gravity on planet Earth. That's right. right. On Mars, Jupiter, Pluto, Uranus, or Neptune, yeah. um, Mercury, or Venus. Um, um, so, our sense of balance or equilibrium is dependent upon the force of gravity. Okay, and in our bodies, we have two little organs called the vestibular apparati. Mm-hmm. One on the right and left. On the left, exactly. <laughs> they work in harmony. Such inflection in your voice, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> they work in harmony with one another to send information to the brain on where the head is in space. Hmm. And the vestibular apparatus looks like three big semicircular canals. I'm going to read about that in just okay. a second. But it sends information on rotation of the head and then axial movement forward and backwards and side to side of the head. Uh, so anyway, the adult human head can weigh up to 10 pounds. You got a bowling ball for a skull. <laughs> and it's held up by seven little bones in your neck. Wow. vertebra. The organ of balance in the head, like we said, is called a vestibular apparatus. It sends information to the brain via the, via the other half of the vestibular cochlear nerve. Hmm. Now, last time we talked about the auditory portion right. of the, the, the eighth cranial nerve. Um, and the auditory portion is the cochlear portion. The vestibular portion is the portion of balance. Okay. So there's two cranial nerve eights, two of them. You have 24 cranial nerves in your body. We talked about that. Right. The eighth cranial is the vestibular cochlear nerve or the auditory nerve. So it sends information to the brain on balance 
your eyes are giving the brain information on where your body is in space based mm. on everything around you. Right. Things that are closer to you move faster than things that are further away. Uh-huh. Okay, in your in your mind's eye, and then your neck, your knees, your hips, your muscles are sending information to your brain on balance. So there's many other organs used for balance: the eyes, Golgi tendon organs. Guess which part of the body they're in? Golgi. Golgi. Tendon organs. Um, your legs. <laughs> They're in your tendons everywhere. Every oh, tendon, yeah. okay, every tendon's got them, especially in your legs. Um, muscle spindles, which are in all muscles, okay. skeletal muscles. Uh, the proprioceptive organs of the joints of the neck. The joints have what are called baroreceptors. Hmm. So when we listen to the weather at night, they're give what kind of pressure are they giving us? Barometer. Barometric pressure. Yeah. Very good. So they're measuring pressure inside the joints. So the brain is taking all this information in and making decisions mm. on turning on muscles so we don't fall down or hurt ourselves. Now, everybody say this with me. That, that doesn't happen by accident. accident. No, impossible. It doesn't. Uh-uh. Which evolution teaches it does. Yes. So the brain uses all the information to turn on muscles so we can walk, stand, crawl, run, and generally move around on planet Earth. Earth. Not Venus. Not Mars. Not Mars. (laughs) So, um, in the vestibular apparatus in your head, I'm going to read a little bit about what it is. Okay. What it does. Out of Guyton's Physiology, the sixth edition of it on page 641. (laughs) That was my easy chair. (laughs) My, uh, whatever that muscle is in my lower back is hurting right now. So, uh, you need a chiropractor. So, so today, (laughs) we should have said this in the beginning. Today, we're not at the barn. Right, we're not. No, even though you should go to the Barnes website and check it out. We meet on Tuesday nights, 7 o'clock, every Tuesday, whether it, unless it's Christmas or New Year's. That's right. Um, for it's a, it's a men's meeting that we have. We talk about being men based on the book that John Eldridge wrote called Wild at Heart. Thank you very much. So, But today we're not there. No. Where are we today? We are at Bravo HQ, uh, hanging out in our Cool Stuff studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe more about that on another episode. But, uh, yeah, we're here. We're happy to be here. With Tyler. With Tyler. Very cool. So out of guidance, here we go. The vestibular apparatus is the sensory organ that detects sensations concerned with equilibrium. It is composed of a bony labyrinth containing a membranous labyrinth, which is the functional part of the apparatus. Continuing on, it is composed mostly of the cochlear duct, the three semicircular canals, and the two large chambers known as the utricle and the saccule. Now, I look at these words and I go, you know what? I don't really know what that means, (laughs) but it's very complicated. Yeah. And it's beautiful in its design. You can see a picture of it right here. I know the audience can't see this. Yeah, you can look at it. It's absolutely beautiful. This is it. There are three semicircular canals which are in three different axes. Now, when we were in school, we were in math class. Which class was it that taught us the X, Y, and Z axis? Tyler. for the G. Geometry. Geometry. <laughs> Very good. Geometry. Geometry. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, an interesting geometry. And geo is a prefix for Earth. Mm. Geology. Right. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. So an X, Y, and Z axis are going to detect forces that the head is used in rotation of the head in three dimensions. Mm-hmm. And you have one of these on the right and the left. On the left, absolutely. So 
a little bit about its function, and then we'll get to the rest of the show, okay? So I'm only going to read a little bit more out of guidance. Now I'm on page 643. It is especially important, now inside, excuse me, I want a little aside, inside the vestibule you have little bitty hairs that are suspended in fluid. And when they move one way or the other inside this fluid, they send that information to the brain. Wow. So it is especially important that these different hair cells are oriented in all different directions in the macula of the utricles and saccules so that at different positions of the head, different hair cells become stimulated. Hmm. These patterns of stimulation of the different hair cells apprise the nervous system of the position of the head with respect to the pull of... Gravity. Thank you. In turn, the vestibular, cerebellar, and reticular motor systems reflexively excite the appropriate muscles to maintain proper equilibrium. Wow. Now, that's a big word way of saying that this organ sends information to your brain so your muscles can turn on just right. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. It's a redneck translation of guidance. And it's amazing, right? This is why we love science. It's amazing how we can observe all those things, how the doctors and the scientists have been able to observe all those things happening and make the connection between this part in your ear, way in your, you know, in your head, in your bowling ball, and, 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 and that they can understand that that turns on muscles in your leg. There's a connection between your ears and your thigh muscles. That's wild, isn't it? And it's now, wild. It doesn't happen by accident. Nope. Nope. A little bit more out of guidance than we're done here. Now, this is a pretty big paragraph. The macula in the utricle and the saccule function extremely effectively for maintaining equilibrium, especially when the head is in the near vertical position. So when your head is vertical, that's when the macula of the utricle and the saccule are working its best. Okay. Um, that is, a person can determine as little as a half a degree of mild equilibrium when the head leans from the precise upright position. So just a half a degree, you can, out of 360 degrees, right. you can detect that. On the other hand, as the head is leaned further and further from the upright, the determination of the head orientation by the vestibular sense becomes poorer and poorer. Interesting. Mm. Obviously, extreme sensitivity in the upright position is of major importance for the maintenance of precise vertical static equilibrium, which is the most essential function of the vestibular apparatus. Basically, what it's saying is the vestibules work best when your head is vertically erect. All right? When you start moving it from side to side, then the body determines on other structures to tell the head where it is. Mm. That would be the neck mostly. Right. Okay. Or when you start leaning over and leaning forward, right, that's one of the reasons that your hamstring muscles tighten up, mm-hmm. right? As your head goes forward, it makes that correction, and all of a sudden it starts tightening your hamstring and your glute muscles. Right, exactly. Yeah, automatically. Now, what we, said, what we read a minute ago was reflexively. Now, reflexively means it's beyond, it's beyond your control. You have no control right. over it. Right. So, if you have no control over it, then... It has to be automatic. That doesn't happen by accident. Right. No, that was designed there. Right. And when we were babies, the first thing we learned how to do was crawl, right? We learned how to crawl when our head 
was face down. We're looking up. We're developing right. all these muscles right. like behind the neck and the, and the back and all that. Yeah, the first thing we learned how to do was cry. cry. Then the next one was poo, poo. then crawl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Throw that in there. No, no, we were helpless. It's yeah. Like, isn't it interesting that a deer, when it's born, can walk and run almost within about half an hour? Yeah. They can take off and run. Yeah. Well, the evolutionists will tell you, well, they're doing that because they've evolved the ability to escape from their enemies. Wrong. 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 They had to be that way from the beginning, from the very beginning. Yeah. A deer is a deer is a deer, and it was made on day six. That's when they were created. That's right. So our capabilities to function on planet Earth begin, really, here's a little known phenomenon, and then we'll close out this anatomy lesson. Most brain cells die when we're in our mother's womb. Really? Yeah. It's what I was taught. The most brain cells die. And what, what's happening is when we're bouncing around inside our mom when she's walking around on planet Earth, the cerebellum, which is the part of our brain that deals with balance, is fine-tuning itself to the force of oh, gravity. gravity yeah. right? And you lose a bunch of brain cells in the process, and you keep the ones that are going to be most effective against gravity. That is amazing. That is amazing. So there's physical balance. Chad, that's it. Physical balance. A little bit on it. There's a whole lot more we can talk about we won't today. But you were going to say a little bit about spiritual balance. You know, I was researching um, about balance uh, as Jeff uh, brought this up and brought this to me. And one of the things that I found... And my computer screen has gone dark here, so I'm going to do a little bit of typing. Okay. Um, you know, balance is something that we're, we actually yearn for in all areas of our life, from the way we eat to the way we manage our finances to the way we have our relationships to the way we... Um, 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 uh, live our lives, right? And so <clears throat> we, a couple things. One of the things when I first started off working, I was a really hard worker, Jeff. I would go, 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 go. And uh, 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 I would just exhaust myself. One of the things that I had to learn was how to have balance, mm -hmm. how to take a breather, how to rest, right? right. And that's why all those things are Important. So very important, right? And and so uh, one of the things that you'll see in today's society that people want to have balance in um, is their work home life, right? right. Because for many years, uh, it was thought that the man needs to go to work and work 12, 15 hours a day. Yeah. Um, While the woman stayed home and cooked. Yep, right. cooked and took uh, took care of the kids, right? right. And, and then we saw that, you know, that didn't really work because the kids didn't know their dad. They didn't get the things they were supposed to get from their dad. Um, and so and so then mom went to work. Right. And now, now there's all of a sudden these other imbalances that start to come about. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to uh, that I wanted to read right here, uh, I thought this was really cool. Um, balance is like a pendulum. It's that brief moment in the middle when you're swinging from one extreme to the other. Balance is in the middle. Mm. As the pendulum goes far one way, it's not in balance. Right. As it comes far the other, it's not in balance. Right. right when it comes to the middle, 
it's actually in balance. And that's only part of the time. So um, the pursuit of balance, right? Jesus uh, balanced out his teaching and healing and time that he spent alone, right, his ministry life with the time alone that he had to go and he had to spend getting recharged and getting connected with the Father. Um, Part of our pursuit of balance contains the realization that it's never perfectly achieved. The pursuit of balance is the goal. So don't be frustrated with the constant effort, mm. right? That's good. Effort, right? Right. You that that you're looking, that you're balancing. We don't. Our lives don't have that inner ear, uh, the hairs in the uh, in the jail. Although you may put gel in your hair, uh, especially if you're Pentecostal. Uh, that they don't have the. That was pretty funny. That was good. They don't have the hairs in the jail, right, to balance us out when we start to get out of balance, and so. What does that, right, is, is our spirit and our self that is connected with God, our Father. And, and He is able to keep us and put us into balance because things happen during the day, right? right. Uh, uh, um, things that are great and might take us up one way like the pendulum goes this way. And then things that might be kind of crappy and take us all the way the other way. Right, but when we bring that back together, right, and we put it all under the lordship of our Savior, we put it all uh, in, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? If, if we put it all in context of who he is. Proper perspective, maybe? Proper perspective, right? If we put it into that perspective, all of a sudden, balance can come back to our lives. Right. Yeah. Robertson McQuilkin had a quote years ago. Um, he used to be the president of Columbia International University and one of my heroes okay. back, back in the day. But he said that the, the term was the center of biblical tension on whatever issue you're talking about. You know, can we come to the middle of, or the center of biblical tension? And, and so you're right. Uh, it, it's uh, like today. We have we had a day today, didn't we? We did. Yeah, there was there were some victories and there were some defeats. Right. And are you know are we going to let the defeats defeat us or not? Uh, I had a quote today from one of my friends in Texas, and uh, his name is Jay Morgan, and on his T-shirt it said "Never coast." Never coast. You know we weren't called to be slothful. Right. We weren't called to to sit on the couch and watch TV the rest of our lives. That's right. That's not what we were called to do. Nope. Uh, although. Some of us do it far too much. Yeah. Um, I'm raising my hand. I'm guilty. <laughs> um, but we were called to be uh, under the lordship of Jesus and to, and to give everything to him no matter what it is. That's right. Good or bad. That's exactly and give right. give him the credit for everything. Um, and that's why we're not going to let the bad define us just as well as we can't let only the good define us. Right? It is both those things that God takes and uses in Helping to um, helping to refine us, and to shape us, and to shape us. Yeah. yeah, I mean Jeremiah talks about we are the clay; he is the potter. Yeah, right. And you know, in in the whole uh, analogy of balance, I mean, we need to understand that he's in control. Right. But yet we have decisions to make. Yes. We have work to do. Yes. We can't just sit around and. Do, and that's why I like this podcast. I love this podcast 
that we're able to, to proclaim creation as it's all God's. Right. You know, it's not time, millions of years of accidents. No. No. And, and we have to be we have to be cognizant of the ramifications of believing in evolution. Right. But we have to balance out if we're totally against that with how much we love those people who are being deceived by it. Right. The ones who are in in the crowd during the story of the emperor's new clothes. Yeah. We need to be the little children and say, "Hey, you know what? You're naked. You you, you believe in an evolution, really? I mean, that that's no there's no truth there. Yeah. Here's where the truth lies. As Christians, uh, we proclaim what the Bible says. That's right. And we just move on from there. That's right. Well, friends, thank you so much for listening today. Um, we have a joy in bringing this uh, to you. We have a joy in uh, uh, being together and. And uh, talking about this, I uh, hope you're having a good time with us as uh, as we're uh, as we're on this path. Uh, Want to remind you, go to our website, um, tdhba.com. It might be hard to say, but it's easy to type in. <laughs> <laughs> and next week or next show, we're going to do neurology. We're going to talk about the nervous system. Wonderful. And it might take two because there's basically two nervous systems there's a central and the peripheral okay there's more than that actually but they're anatomically it's divided by the center of your body and then the rest of your body Uh but there's the brain the spinal cord uh the ganglia there's all kind of beautiful just tremendous beauty in the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system that we can't understand right it doesn't happen by accident but that's what we'll do next time and so uh jeff and i were talking the other day and we said, you know, we need to find a way to end the show. And I said, what? You mean like Batman and Robin used to end the show, right? <laughs> same bat place, same bat time. And he was like, yeah, like that. So uh, here's what we came up with. So, friends, see you next, uh, next time. Um, uh, read the word. Hang out with the Father. Stay connected. And remember, God created you.